0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Karis Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Karis. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. This month is our month of Covenant Empowerment. Shall we all say that together? Covenant Please say it again. Covenant Empowerment. Right, can I hear the lady say it please? Covenant Empowerment. Yeah, can I hear the man? Covenant empowerment. So it's a amount of covenant empowerment. So I'll be taking time to be talking about covenant empowerment. How to tap into and flow into covenant empowerment. Because God is a God of covenant. All right. This morning I'll be focusing on the God of covenants. All right. God is a God of covenants. And I discovered from scriptures that he only operates based on covenants. When you get into a covenant, you are entering into a pact, on a, an agreement that I authorize you to now fully act on my behalf. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, And God doesn't just act without your authorization. So many people think God is so good, so like the way I normally say this, Iron Man or Superman, but he doesn't need your authorization to come and help you. He will just, you know, you are in trouble. He will just come, you know, fly and come and help you. But God doesn't work like that. God needs authorization. Even if not you, someone in your family who has authority over you to a certain extent must authorize for heaven to involve get involved. In the same way, in this land, God cannot just enter and start doing things until we believers in this land authorize God to act. Hello. So, God is a God of covenant, and I see God acting on someone's behalf. Amen. Don't complain that God, where are you? If you haven't fully authorized him to act on your behalf. So, are we showing us how God is a God of covenant and works on the behalf of his people? And then how we, his people, can fully allow him and give him the freedom, the liberty to fully act on our behalf. Once you come into agreement, a covenant, you are bound. You see, God is a judge. Right. You, are, you, you are under legal obligation to act based on the terms of the agreement. Other than that, they will suspend your phone line if you are not paying. You can't take them to court because it's a breach of contract. Right. So once they come into agreement, he can fully act on his behalf. In Genesis Chapter 6, verse 18. Bible says that God came to Noah and said to Noah, let's look at it. Genesis chapter 6. That's the first time the word covenant was used in scriptures. Genesis chapter 6, verse 18. God said to Noah, but I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wives with you. right so it that's the first time covenant was huge disaster was coming flood everyone was going to die but God told him that I will establish my covenant with you just enter the ark and once you enter the ark based on my covenant nothing will touch you right so when God enters or enacts a covenant with someone he takes full responsibility actually Hebrew says that by so that by two immutable things Hebrews chapter 6, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Those who have fled for refuge may have strong consolation. Right? So two impossible God cannot promise you and then change his mind and say that, sorry, it was a mistake and not fulfill it. And then God cannot make a vow. So a promise and a vow. When you come into God, he gives you a promise and a vow. A vow. Every covenant goes with a promise. Mm. So the covenant we have in Christ, it's also healing is a covenant right. Did you understand what I'm saying? You can claim supernatural health, you can claim godly healing based on the covenant you have with God that he will heal you. He said, I am the God that heals you. Mm. He said, who forgives your iniquities and heals your diseases? Say covenant. All right, so when God told Noah, that I will establish my covenant, my agreement. Now, the Greek word translated covenant is, is, is like B E R I Y T H. B E R I Y T H. Berith. He said, I will establish my Berith, my covenant. Berith means it connotes cutting. All right. So when you talk about covenants, when God speaks about covenant, there's a difference between covenant and just a league or confederacy or a compact. Covenant is actually a league. It's a compact. It's an agreement. It's a confederacy. But it's, it's stronger. It's weightier than all that. All right. Now, Berith connotes cutting, making a cut in flesh. But you see, God has not got flesh. So how does he make a covenant with us? When you make a cut in flesh, what happens? Blood flows. That's why Jesus had to come and shed his blood. So when God was enacting a covenant with Abraham, in Genesis chapter 15, God actually, let's look at Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, what God said to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15 verse 18 On that same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying to your descendants I have given this land from the river of from the river of Egypt to the great river the river Euphrates the Canaanites the Kenizzites the Kadmonites the Hittites the Perizzites the Raphaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gigashites, Giga and the Jebusites. <laughs> all these Shites and Ims, they are all there. He says that I will give you, he said, I'm making a covenant with you, and I'm giving you this land. So the land that God said he's giving to them, in spite of the fact that the Gigashites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and all of them were there, God said, I'm giving you based on the covenant. So you are not going there because you are stronger than the guys, but you are going there because of a covenant, right? Now, one thing that is very important, when you are in a covenant with God, you must understand how covenants work. So because when you understand how covenant work, that is what authorized David to stand before Goliath and know that you are bigger than me, you are more experienced than me, you are more powerful physically than me, but it's not about me. It's about the covenant I, I am in. You are in a covenant with some gods, I'm in a covenant with God Almighty. So when you're in a covenant, you have to understand how covenant works and how to engage the covenant. Amen. That's why we call the covenant box, all right, for prayer requests or impossibilities. Because it's not just the box, but it's, there, is, there is a supernatural power behind the manifestation of the box. Praise the Lord. So God himself told Abraham that I'm making a covenant with you because God likes to make a covenant. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 9, um, the verse 8 says, Then God spoke to Noah and his sons, with him saying, as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And, and with every living creature that is with you, the, the bears, the cattle, the, uh, and, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, God made that covenant with Noah. That is the first covenant in scriptures. It's called the Noahic covenant. God made the covenant. And if you look at the terms, he said, my covenant, verse 9 again, behold, I established my covenant with you and who? And your descendants after you. Is that all? Look at the verse 10. Verse 10, it says what? And with every living creature that is with you. Okay. So it's, it's God made a, a covenant with Noah, and the covenant God made with Noah extends to all humanity. I want you to follow this very carefully. So the Noah covenant was for humanity. And what was the covenant? He didn't say, I'll do unique things, open doors. The covenant says that never again will flood, destroy humanity. Entire human race. Never again would there be disaster such that it destroys entire human race, like it happened in the days of Noah, apart from those in the ark. So as it stands to imply, all of us are descendants of Noah. All of us, because there was a total annihilation of, of everything on earth, both everything living, both human beings. And animals, God, and he, apart from those that were preserved in the ark. Say the ark. the ark. The church is a type of the ark. Actually, Jesus is a type of the ark. There's preservation in Jesus, but that's for another time. Now, so God, when they came out, they gave a sacrifice to God, and God came down, and he, that's when he gave the rainbow, and he said, it's a covenant I make with you that I will not destroy the earth. I will never again will I allow natural disaster, to destroy the entire earth and wipe everyone out. All right, so that's the covenant. So that is why from that time on, there have been natural disasters in different places, but never would you see that one natural disaster clearing everybody. It can't happen because God has made a covenant. No one, no one can annihilate or destroy this earth. No one. It's within the covenant of humanity. So the, the reason why you are here, the reason why you and I are here and we are alive and, you know, they are, uh, it's sad to know that there are floods and things in places, earthquakes. People die. And it's not nice to hear those things. But it, 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 they, do, they do happen, things like that. Never, but it will not happen to everyone at once. It will not. Why? Covenant. God said, I put my endorsement on this. It will never happen again. He made a covenant to Noah. After Noah came out, and offered Ben's sacrifice. And God came down and said, I will not allow this to happen again. So that is the Noahic covenant. And the Noahic covenant covers entire human race. All right. Now, then we go to the Abrahamic covenant. Now, so why the need for Abrahamic covenant? The Abrahamic covenant does not cover the entire human race. The Abrahamic covenant was with a specific group of people. All right, so let's look at um, Abraham chapter <laughs> <laughs> chapter 17, Genesis chapter 17. <laughs> Genesis chapter 17, um, let me just attempt to read from the verse one. When Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you. And will multi did you see that? And will multiply you exceedingly. He's beginning to download what his intentions are in that covenant. Will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of many nations. Watch this. How old was Abraham? How old? From verse 1. How old? How, how old? 90, when Abraham was 99 years old, he was childless. He didn't have a child, but Ishmael. But Ishmael was not actually considered his actual child because Ishmael was not a child of Sarah, and Sarah was his actual wife. All right. You're, in those days, if your wife is not having children, you are not having children, you can give your maid. That tells you they, they had maids. Those guys were good. When God is with you. Man, they had maids. Abraham had a lot of them in his house. Some were born and gave birth in his house. Born, grew up, married, gave birth in his house. All right. So Sarah gave her maid, whose name was um, her guy, to Abraham to produce children for Abraham. And Abraham, Bible says, Abraham went into her. And she gave, a child, gave birth to a child and called him Ishmael. But that is not the child God was talking about. So when Abraham was 99 years old, God came to him and he says that God appeared in the verse 3. He said that my covenant is with, with you. And then verse 4. He said, ask me, behold, my covenant is with you. He said what? And you shall be a father of many nations. It was part of the covenant. 99 years old, man. Think about it but in those days they used to grow older but 99 years those days it was not possible to have a child isn't it interesting I don't know why God waited for him to be 99 have you thought about it he could have come earlier why did he wait so that the seed that will be born Abraham cannot lay claim that this is me Abraham cannot say it's me because he couldn't have done anything some of you things seem to be getting out of it. that's okay that's okay. Tell, tell someone. It's very good. So that when all physical resources fail you, then you know that no anything that must be this one must be God. So some of you lawyers are failing you, doctors are failing you, um, boyfriends are failing you, <laughs> you know, f- fiancés and fiancés are failing you, and business partners are failing you, and. But you you know that this is... You you are all along. You expected that your testimony is going to come through this means. Because God told you, I'm going to give you a testimony. God told you, I'm going to give you a husband. And then right afterwards, a man shows up. You are happy. This is what God has been talking about. Only to realize that he has two wives. (laughs) After six months of wasting your energy. Then you begin to think, God, why? And then just before he leaves you, you receive another word that your wedding is going to be glorious. It's imminent. And then later on, after you receive that word, you begin to wonder why. God sometimes wants to teach you to learn how to look up to him. So God waited. When Abraham was 90, 90 99, nine nine years old, 99 years old, God appeared to him. And he says that, I'm going to make a covenant with you. My covenant is with you. And then he says that you you are going to be a father. That's where he started from. God started from what seemingly, what looked seemingly impossible. He said, he said my covenant is with, with you, and you are going to be a father of, not a boy, but of many nations. Even one boy I don't have. Now you are telling me I'm going to be a father of nations? Say covenant. covenant. Listen, what God has said, he's also able to. That, Helena, you know, the Bible says about Abraham, In Romans chapter four, Mm. verse nineteen, that he verse nineteen, Romans chapter four. Put it on the screen. But but when God spoke to Abraham, Bible says uh, verse nineteen, being not weak in faith. Verse twenty-one, I want to. I think it's verse twenty-one, and being fully convinced that he what he what God that he got what God had promised, he was also able. able Abraham was fully convinced. He was fully convinced. That in spite of the fact that he's 99 years old and it looked impossible, he, he, he was fully convinced, not based on his condition, but based on the character of God. That if God said it, then let's go to bed on it. Amen. You can bank bank it. If God said it. So God came to Abraham and he, you know, he started with the, his, what, looks, what looked impossible. And he told him that I'm, I've made you a father of many nations. Genesis chapter 17 verse 4. So as for me, my covenant with is with you. As for me, my covenant is with you. For um, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall you, your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. Okay? For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you, watch, watch this, watch this, part of the covenant it started now downloading more. All right, He said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Hey, at the time he was talking, this man was fruitless. Say covenant. covenant. That's why I don't see why people will not engage in the covenant because the covenant takes care of your deficiency. The covenant takes care of your short force or your, your, your lack. The covenant takes care of what you don't have, what you can't supply. Once it's part uh, if necessary for the fulfilment of the promise of the covenant, the covenant itself will manage to get it into your life. Yes. Say amen. amen. I see someone rising up. Amen. I see someone being lifted up amen. by the covenant. Yes. I said by the covenant. Amen. And he says that verse six: My, I make I make a sinning fruitful, and I'll make nations of you." Amen. Hey, this is serious. And listen to what he said: "And kings shall come from you." Amen. This is a man who didn't have a, a child. All right, and and watch this verse 7. And and I will establish my covenant, my covenant between me and you, and watch this, and your descendants after you in their generations. All right? He didn't say with all humanity, he's talking about Abraham and your descendants. So if you if you are not Abraham's descendant, you are not part of what he was talking about. This, this is very important. So the Abrahamic covenant is different from the Noahic covenant in the sense that the Noahic covenant covers all humanity. But the Abrahamic covenant is to a specific group of people for God to show his power and his glory on earth through some people. And I'm pleased to announce to you that today you are also in a covenant with God. And he's going to do some stuff. We're going to find out where you come in. In a minute. And so God told Abraham that I'm making my covenant with you and your descendants. Say your descendants. Yes. Say your descendants. Yes. Verse 8. Also, I give you and your... I give you a who? You see now. The terms of the covenant. The covenant was not covering only Abraham. But it said your descendants. May, may I tell you something, brothers and sisters. That when God goes in agreement with you, he's not thinking just about you. The history of the United Kingdom. The throne, anyone who rises up against the king tries to get rid of all the heirs to the throne. Mm, Why is it that you can't be an heir to the throne? Because the thing stays in the family. In the same way, the blessing of God is family-based. That's why he calls the church a family family. Because the blessing and the covenant of God is family-based. Brothers and sisters, why did I have to say this? Just to let you know that your children are covered. Your children, your children are covered by the covenant you are enjoying. Say amen. Your children are covered. You must know that sometimes when there's a situation, maybe your child is failing in school or your child is not doing well or is becoming and well or doctors are said, you can you can call on the God. You are in covenant with the God, visit this my child. Yeah. God, I engage the covenant of this family. He regards your children as part of you. So he told Noah, you and your descendants. And he told Abraham, You. Your descendant, and he said, and I will give to you and your descendants. Did you see that in your Bible? Verse 8. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. Who wow, immigrants are taking over the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. Say everlasting. Everlasting. So God told them that. That is why you can't take Israel out of that land. You can't. Doesn't matter the international politics that go on. God is behind their possession of the land. God, God told them, He said, no one can take it from you. You understand that? So God himself is behind the scenes. Anytime people rise up or any nation that rises up against Israel. So God said I'll make my covenant with you and your descendants after you and I'll give you the land Uh, for an everlasting covenant. So you realize that the covenant God made with Abraham was concerning him and his descendants and concerning the land. The the covenant of Abraham had to do with a particular uh, group of people. And so now, you realize that after Abraham, Isaac came in and the covenant had an expression in his life. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 2 and 3, Bible says there was famine in the land, and Genesis 26, verse 2 and 3. There was famine in the land, and Isaac decided to travel or leave the land. And God appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go out, uh, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. And so, and then go to the next verse, verse 3. Watch this. Dwell in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. Watch this. For to you and your descendants I I give all this land, and I will perform what. What kind of oath? Did yes. you, 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 you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that Abraham is, is coming in God? So that is why all the Jews always make their reference Abraham their reference point. All right. All right. So he said, "I will establish this. I will give it to you based on my covenant. It's an oath. I made Abraham an oath. So don't run away from this. Don't worry. I'll give you the land." In spite of how things look because god is a god of covenants, he acts based on covenant and when he gives his covenant and you keep your term he will not let you down yes. so you know what happened isaac listened he heeded to what god is saying and in verse 12 bible says that and isaac lived in the land he sold in that land which he wanted to run away from he sold there in verse 12 genesis 26 verse 12 and bible says isaac sold there and reaped in the same year and fold. and what and, and, what? and what? Him. And the Lord. And what? The Lord And and the who? The Lord. Did what? Blessed him. So his prosperity was based on the covenant God had made with Abraham. So when he sowed in the land and he was prospering, it wasn't because the land was so good, because there was farming. But covenant took care of him. The covenant of God on this house will protect you, will preserve you, will take care of you. You are not going to go down. You are not going to go down. you are part of this assembly the covenant of God over this house shall elevate you shall help you shall heal you shall protect you and shall promote you in the name of Jesus hallelujah, hallelujah. so it's covenant we are in a covenant with God and he told Isaac don't worry take, take it easy and same Israel in Genesis sorry, Exodus chapter 3 Verse 6. Bible talks about how Moses. Was. Minding his own business. And God appears to him. And God said I am there." That's his introduction. God introduced himself to Abraham. And what did he say? I am the God of your father. Whose father? So. But God introduces himself and he tells Moses, I am the God of your... God. Put you on the screen, Exodus chapter 3 verse 6. He said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Okay. God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He appears based on covenant agreement. He didn't appear because the people were just suffering. He appeared based on covenant agreement. I actually saw something quite interesting that God told Abraham that your children, your children's children will, I think Genesis chapter 15 verse 18, let's see if that, that's the text. Uh, no, that's, that's, that shouldn't be it. Did you read Genesis 15, 18? Yeah, I think that should be it. Let me just show you something. Very interesting I saw. Genesis chapter 15 verse. Uh, okay. That, that's, that's not the one I, I'm looking for. I'm, it's in, I think Genesis chapter 15 verse 14 also. Yeah, it should be Genesis 15, 13 and 14 hmm that's the one I'm looking for. Thank you, Jesus. And he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and, I'll, and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. Do you see that? They were not born. Abraham didn't have a child, but God was telling him this was going to happen. Wow. The prophecies, you remember when I was teaching the prophecies of the Bible, the predictions of the Bible. Now, and, and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge afterwards. I, I will judge. Afterwards, they shall come out with great possession. When God was talking to Abraham, the, before Isaac was even born, God told him that your children, and he said they are going to be in slavery for 400 years. But So when it was time for them to come out, God raised Moses. And then Moses didn't know what God was doing. He thought said says he 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 a Hebrew boy, the God of the Hebrews who helped us. And he tried, attempted to deliver them, reading didn't work. He ran away for 40 years. He was away, he was a fugitive. And God appeared to Moses based on watch this. All this is based on the covenant God had with Abraham. Yeah. So God appeared to Moses and told him when he appeared, he said that, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 17. Acts chapter 7, verse 17. I see someone is going to be enjoying some goodness of God. This is when Stephen was given a record of, in fact, theologians say that the entire book of the Old Testament is summarized in Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7 is a summary of the entire Old Testament. So for those of you, I think this is just to chip it in for you. Now, Acts chapter 7, verse 17. But when the time, watch this. But when the time... Of the promise, you see, the promise God made to Abraham. When the time the promise drew near, God, near, which God has sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in the land. Talking about when they were in Egypt. Till another king arose who did not know Joseph. Because the king who knew Joseph, had they had favor with the king. He was giving them offers. And and so another king arose who did not know Joseph. All right. And what did he do? And then he, he dealt treacherously with our people and oppress our forefathers, talking about those who were in, in Egypt, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. Okay, at, watch this. This is the, verse 20. At that time. Someone say at that time. Yes. Say at that time. Yes. Say at that time. Yes. Say, at that time. Yes. You see, you are not alive at this time by accident. At that time, Moses was born. God knew what he was doing. Yes. When it was time for deliverance, the people are there multiplying and... Prospering exponentially, and then they started persecuting them treacherously. And at that time of persecution, Moses was born. That was the time they said every male child born must be killed, executed. He said, "Told the midwives when they are about to give birth, and he sees a boy, just kill the boy, just kill them." And Bible says that. The, mid, he, the midwives didn't do that. When Moses was born, they saw that this guy was a good, a good boy, handsome boy. So they couldn't kill the boy, and they hit the boy somewhere, and guess what? Moses, the deliverer. Say the deliverer. Ah, I like this. Moses, the deliverer, man of God, ended up growing up in the house of the king who authorized his execution. The king who said kill him was the one who nurtured him. <laughs> See. mama do you know what bible says in Acts chapter 14 verse 17 no. please put it on the screen for her to see <laughs> <laughs> let's look at that i want to show you something nevertheless he did not leave himself without a witness all right god said nevertheless god did not leave himself without a witness in that he gave, he he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and blood. God never leaves Himself without a witness. Sometimes everything may look so bleak, but God, you see God coming through. God always knows what He will do. So when the king thought he was trying to stop their growth and their prosperity, He gave an instruction. That watch this this like as well. That that wicked instruction ended up. Pushing the agenda of God. Why? If he had not given that instruction, there was no way Moses' mother would have taken him to put him in the river. Wow. For, for Pharaoh's daughter to go and see him and all of a sudden develop an interest in the boy. And he said, no, 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 this boy shall be my boy. And they gave him a name. from the, And they raised him in the palace as an heir of the throne that was trying to kill him. But you know, God said, that I'm not looking for the throne. Get it, get it, get it. God said that see the throne of Egypt is not what God is trying to take you to he's trying to fulfill a covenant you have a promised land you have a promised land you have a promised Moses, Moses would have become the next pharaoh hands down that was, he was being raised so he would have become the next pharaoh but God said no God said no I don't need the throne of Egypt even though Egypt was the most prosperous and mightiest nation at that time he said I don't need the throne of Egypt because I have my own plan I made sure that just to let the enemy know that you can't outwit God God said you want to kill my people I'm going to raise the deliverer right from within your house under your nose I see you they want to marginalize you they want to put you aside but because of the covenant God is going to make them see your prosperity when they are Fighting against you, they are rather pushing you into promotion. I see that happening to someone. I see that happening to someone because of the covenant shall covenant. Hallelujah! So Moses was raised, and so that's why he was giving the the record. And Bible said, "I, I like that, I like the bit. Please, when you see some rough things happening around you, like after fasting and you suffer bereavement. Remember at that time. Yeah. At that same time. When everything went low. Yeah. It's at that time. God shows his glory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a sign that God is about to manifest his glory in somebody's life. Shout at that time. At that time. Shout it again at that, time. at that time. So at that time. What time? The time when they were being oppressed and treacherously tortured. At that time. Moses was born. And was well pleasing to God and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. Hmm? The first three months of the child, he spent it with his mom in a Hebrew house. Okay, But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, as was mighty, worse and deed, and all that he thought he was going to be used by God. And, but God said, That was not my plan. And so, what happened was that afterwards, he ran away into, uh, into the wilderness because he, he, he committed murder, he was wanted. And that's where, look at verse 32, God appeared to him, saying, I'm the God of your father Abraham. It's a covenant thing. So God has to first of all, hey, listen to this. God has to first of all strip the, the confidence in the natural self. He, God stripped him from him so that his, he, God can be fully responsible for the manifestation of his covenant. Check the scriptures. He could have, he could have become Pharaoh and then made Israel take over Egypt. Because he was a Pharaoh. Whatever Pharaoh's word was law. God said no, God took him away. He ran away to the extent that when God said, Now I'm going to send you to Jesus, I know me. He said, No, I'm going to send you. He said, No, I, I can't speak. I- I'm a stammerer. No, was he was trained, he was learned. In the wisdom of the Egyptians, so he could be the best person to go and speak. But he said, I don't want to get, why? Because God has stripped him from his self-confidence. Yeah. When I say self-confidence, no, I'm not talking about being assertive, but his, de- his, de- his dependence, his confidence in his personal abilities. It doesn't take your personal abilities to achieve what God wants to do. Yeah. That's right. God's hand must come on you. Yeah. God. Right. Sometimes you, your certificate is good. Please mm. make sure you get a certificate. Mm. But it may get to sometimes. God said, "Okay, you know what? You've done well. Put this certificate aside. Mm. And now let me explain. Let me manifest my glory to you." So God stripped Moses of that, just for him to know that this covenant, I am, I am solely responsible for fulfilling the covenant. All you have to do is avail yourself, trust in me, and believe. He told Moses, "Go to, go to Egypt." Moses said, "I am, I am not going. Mm. he said I want you to go on and go. They'll kill me." He said, "Go." He said, no, I can't go. Okay, now I'll go. But I can't talk. He said, don't worry. I'll send someone to speak for your behalf. (laughs) Say covenant. Covenant. Why did God have to do all these things? When he appeared to Moses, he said, I've heard the cry of my people. I've seen the affliction. And I have come down to deliver them. Mm. Covenant, Covenant people cannot suffer and God sits down and watch. The people who are trying to mess things up and mess you up, they should be careful. Yes. Because God will not sit down and watch. Yes. <laughs> God will not sit down and watch. They should be careful. Actually, you have to start praying for them. That's why Jesus said, Pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you because it's not, it's not going to be good for them. God of the covenant will get involved. Yes. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You ask, Hey man. And 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 the covenant had an expression in Isaac's life, expression in Israel, and the covenant manifested in Joshua. Time will not permit me to show you how Joshua took over the land. The walls of Jericho were built. And listen, do you know that prostitutes who, who received the spies, the prostitutes told them, "We have heard of you, We have heard about how your God is giving you all the land. They knew this, you can't stop them. They were unstoppable. They were invincible. they were coming, they were coming with power and force. Why? Because there was something behind them. The entire army of Pharaoh was drowned in the Red Sea. They were drowned in the Red Sea. So God said, "Pharaoh, I can't deal with you." I't, <laughs> I can no, I, I can't deal with you. I can't handle you. The Pharaoh was chasing them. He said, don't worry. Get to the Red Sea. The people gathered; that they were crying. Thank God for a leader, a leader in Moses. He said, stand still and see what God will do. And then God told Moses, move forward. Straight for your roll. The Red Sea opened. They went through. The Egyptians also thought maybe had an extreme weather condition, so let's also go through. <laughs> Only to realize the, the, last, the last Israelites who came out of the water, as soon as he came out of the water, Moses stretched the And all the at that time, I don't know how God worked it, but the entire army had was in the middle of the sea. Is so it the sea said no? We did I didn't open up for you. What do you want here? Illegal immigrant, immigrant in the sea. Shall covenant! Watch this. I'm telling you this to see the way covenant works. I play. And then it shows up in David's life. Time will not permit me. David saw so Goliath, First 1 Samuel chapter 17, he saw Goliath who was talking, just talking jargon and disdaining the name of God. And David said, who is this guy? He's on You know what circumcised means? I told you something. When they use the word someone is circumcised, that means he's in covenant. So when they say someone is uncircumcised, that means the person is not in covenant. Because the covenant God gave to Abraham, he said, This is how you enact the covenant. Every boy that is born on the age, they circumcise the child so that the child is enacted into the covenant or inducted into the covenant. And so that all the Israelites, all the Hebrews, they were in the covenant. But they they considered anyone who is not born a a Jew not a covenant person. And so, Circumcised Philistine. David said, Who is this? Uncircumcised. David did not see Goliath's height. No. Uh, Pastor Frank, mm. the other people were running away from his height. Mm. They were running away from his, his formidability. The guy was so formidable. Yeah. You see him, you'll be threatened. Yeah. And they were running away from that. But David saw that he didn't see that. He he was worried. The guy is not circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Did, do you think he went to check him? No. He knew what he meant. You are not in covenant. You are not in covenant. Why should I run away from you, boy? And so David came to Goliath. He ran towards God. First Samuel chapter chapter 17, verse 26. Look at verse 26. I'll show you. Verse 26, quickly. And David spoke and, uh, to the men who were standing by and said, What, what shall be done to the one who kills this and takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised field that he should defy the armies of God? Who? Who is this uncircumcised feeling? So, so that's David's approach. He was talking about circumcision versus uncircumcision. He was talking about covenant versus non-covenant. And so, verse 46, look at verse 45. Look at verse 45. 45, 45, 45 46. And David said to the Philistines, you come to me with sword and spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Host, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And David ran towards him. And listen to what he said. Go to the verse, verse 6. Watch this. He said, this day, the Lord would, who? The Lord. Who? The Lord. Not my sword, it's the Lord. The Lord will deliver you in my hands, and I will strike you and take your heads from you and this watch this and this day I will give your carcasses and all that go to the next verse let me show you something verse, verse, verse 7 then this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword Amen. So, Amen. why and then for the yes, sir, for the battle is the loss and he will give you to my hands Amen. David shout David. David David understood the covenant Brothers and sisters, let's understand the covenant. Stop focusing on the report. That's right. Stop focusing on your, the nature of your account. Because your account can't help you. This woman is troubling you. He's trying to, to, to take your husband away. Don't fight her. Let the covenant handle her. She'll develop rashes all over. Rush, the smelly ones. Yeah. Next time she will not tamper with someone who is in covenant husband. Yes. Yes. Mm. No, no, I'm telling the truth. Yes. That is my backbone in life. Yeah. Years ago, a young man came to agreement with me. I'm not good with business, and he said he is doing business and blah, blah, blah. And I know somebody in America, and I told him oh, I've got these guys. They are doing business. So bring the guy brought some goose. And then, so I was the like, middleman. I got the goose. The guys don't know this guy, but I know this guy. I went and gave the goose to the guy. I said, I Don't worry, we'll pay you. In the... I'm not a businessman. I tried to do business. The guy didn't pay. He didn't pay. And the thing became a bad that serious. And i call him, You're a Christian, but I know you in church. Why are you doing that? And you, one day, okay, he tried, and he gave me a check. And the check bounced. He knew, he knew it. Was, the check bounced, I call him, pick it, It messed me, and I said, don't do that, I'm a genuine guy, I haven't done anything wrong, I just was helping you establish your business, is that how you're going to pay me, and I told him, brother, please, if you do that, it's not good for you, because what operates in my life will come after you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, we are all Christians, I'm telling you, yeah. up to now, as I speak, the guy fell so flat, he has never recovered. I won't do anything because it's on me. This is how I fight. So it doesn't matter how politically powerful you are. Mm. I don't fear you. You may come with me before me with political power and influence and money, but I come with before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Does that make sense? Why God kept telling them, fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. When you see the enemies, when you see the bad report coming, fear not. The covenant can handle it. Shard yes. And Moses, David, Joseph, all these guys of old, government found an expression in their lives. And now, remember these people were the covenant people, children of Abraham. So now, where do you come in? Because all this thing we are talking is about the people of Israel. And the covenant of Abraham was not to everybody. Mm -hmm. So where do you come in? Next time, I'm going to take you to show you where you actually, you are standing right in the center. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11, he said, you were far off but now. You, you were far off. Ephesians chapter 2, he said, you were strangers from the covenant of promise. You were strangers. Strangers. You don't know what we're talking about. So Israelites can look at you and say that, who is this circumcised Philistine? But now the story, the story is different. The story is different. The story is different. The devil will not attempt to come near your household again. I said he won't attempt to come near your household again. Because when they come, the blood will speak against him. The blood will speak against him. The blood will speak against him. I announce to someone, sleep and sleep well. When you are asleep, he's awake. When you are asleep, the angels are on guard. Why? Because of the Covenant. You are a Covenant child. You are a Covenant daughter. You are covered. Your children are covered. Your health is covered. Your job is covered. Your family is covered. Your marriage is covered. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you are covered, 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 you are covered in the name of Jesus. Shout out to the Lord! Come on! Shout, out, I'm coming! Shout, out, I'm coming! Shout, out, I'm, coming. Shout out, I'm coming. The devil is a liar. Rest your feet, gentlemen. Rest your feet. You're covered. You're covered. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.